0: Hello everyone and welcome to Rock Hound Talk Live. My name is Ben Korn and I am going to be your host tonight. Um, Amber is not feeling too well tonight and so I am going to be taking this on solo. So if you are watching, please leave a comment that says where you're watching from. We do usually do kind of like a back and forth, what's going on. As for me right now, the big thing is this coming weekend, the Minnesota Mineral Club is doing their annual show. If you're not in the Minnesota area, I would encourage you to try to find a mineral club in your area. I believe every single mineral club will have an annual show. So if you want to just check out what mineral clubs are all about, try to find one in your area. The American Federation of Mineralogical Societies, or AFMS, has a list of all the different states and different mineral clubs in each state. So make sure to go ahead and look at that. If you are in the Minnesota area and you want to head down to the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, the Minnesota Mineral Club will have their annual show at the Dairy Building. Uh, all day on Saturday and Sunday. I will actually be there all day volunteering both days. Um, I do also have a fluorescent display. If anyone is interested in fluorescent minerals, I've got a display at the show as well. Looking through. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Joe. Hi, Stacy. Yes, hi, hi to Joe in Pennsylvania. Yes, Vicki, this is a Sterling Hill shirt, uh, Sterling Hill Mining Museum. It says a mine is a terrible thing to waste. The New Jersey UV next, that show this weekend. I'm not sure when that show is. Um, If you are interested in uh, UV minerals, I do know in about a month, usually it's right around Halloween because it's spooky, glowy minerals. There is Ultraviolation, which is a uh, fluorescent-only mineral show, which is really cool. Um, Everyone gets UV safety glasses when they come in. The lights go on and off, and the UV lights go on and off, so you get to see all that. So if you're interested in fluorescent minerals, Check out the uh, UV violation show. Oh, you're going there for the first time. Well, definitely Sterling Hill is really cool. So is the Franklin Mineral Museum. Um, I recommend anyone that's going to be going to one to just go to both because they're absolutely amazing. If you do ever get the chance to go to Franklin for one of the night digs, that is extremely cool. Um, I was able to do that earlier this summer and to be able to hunt fluorescent rocks in like an acre of just everything glowing at night is really, really cool. Yeah. So the one thing I was going to mention, um, I actually had this as a topic to discuss on one of the previous uh, intros, and we actually didn't get to it at that time. Um, there was an article that came out back in August about coprolites. So if you don't know copper uh, coprolite, it's fossilized dinosaur poop. And they had found a discovery that, that It's looking like it is the, um, let me let me just read it so that I don't say it wrong. It was a record of the first record of parasites living in a land vertebrate um, in Asia in the late Triassic period. So late Triassic is about 200, 230 million years. Um, it was published um, in the beginning of August in the journal PLOS One, P-L-O-S-O-N-E. And so it's really cool. They they mentioned that the coprolite that they found, they actually sliced it. And then they found eggs from parasites that were actually in the, well, fossilized poop. So I think it's really cool that, you know, we're able to just tell so much from what life would have been like 200 million years ago. We are getting close to 8 o'clock, which is, well, 8 o'clock Central Time, I should say, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, which is the time that we uh, usually get started. Our guest tonight is really cool. Um, if you don't follow her on TikTok, make sure you do. Um, she goes by The Miners Girl. Her name is Carolyn. She does all sorts of cool, you know, searching in different minds and different things. And we will learn all about that tonight. So uh, welcome, Carolyn.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So I've, I think I was mentioning to you earlier, I've been following you actually on TikTok for a while. Um, but for those that don't, <laughs> so you, you do a lot of, I guess, rock honing and also old like videos where you go and you actually talk about some of the things that happens in mines and equipment and different things. Um, yeah. So how, how did you get started or like, how did you get interested in, I guess, like old abandoned mines?
1: Well, so it wasn't always all about the mines. It was really more about volcanoes. Like I grew up being obsessed with volcanoes. Like I wanted to be a volcanologist. I wanted to (laughs) travel the world and study volcanoes and lava. And I just, I went, uh, when I was a teenager to, uh, Kilauea and (laughs) my dad against his better judgment, uh, allowed me to walk over the bench, uh, waved to me, told me to be safe. And uh, <laughs> I went out there and I got to see flowing lava for, for the first time in my whole life. And I just fell in love with geology at that point. And I, I became really obsessed with it. I had trouble in school passing the math and all that stuff. So I became a teacher instead, but um, my love and passion for geology never ceased to exist after that. Um, and then I, I, bought a Jeep, and I just started traveling the desert, looking at old abandoned mines, and I spent a bunch of time in Death Valley. I actually volunteered there. I was their teacher ranger, which is um, the person who writes the lesson plans for the field trip, so there's uh, pre- and post-lesson plans um, for science uh, that the teachers would use to help their students understand uh what they need to understand so that when we go out into the field uh they can grasp the concept and understand what they're they're looking at so like if we went out to badwater we would teach them about salts and uh okay just Make it more, make the learning when they get there more meaningful. Um, We also taught them about the wine glass canyons, things like that. Um, And so I uh, had loved that experience so much. I volunteered for two more summers after that. And I uh, was very, very lucky and very fortunate to uh, be able to travel around the park with the abandoned mine specialist. And he taught me so much about mining in Death Valley, mining in California, mining in Nevada, like all that stuff. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I met a bunch of people that were really into mining and uh, eventually met an underground miner and he taught me so much more. And his (laughs) love for rocks and underground mining uh, just enveloped my passion for the topic even more. So that's kind of how how it all began.
0: So we did have a question kind of relate to that. Joe was wondering, where are you? Because I know you do a lot in the Southwest.
1: Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm actually in Arizona. Um, we are in Nevada. Uh, we just moved out of Utah. So
0: <laughs> we're moving
1: around <laughs> a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. So have you always been like a Southwest U.S. like kind of person then?
1: Yes, yes. I'm originally from Los Angeles, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I suppose there's not as much uh, rock hounding to do in Los Angeles.
1: Actually, outside of Los Angeles, about three hours uh, to the, I would say, northeast is uh, a great area for rock hounding, like outside of Barstow, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff to find.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've actually been looking at that. Um, I have a work conference coming up in the beginning of December in Las Vegas, and I'm taking a day and a half to go do rock hounding somewhere. So I've been trying to do some research and find some different places. And I I found on Amazon, I, I don't remember who it was, but someone has like a rock hounding around Barstow, like field guide or something. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I, I haven't done too much rock hounding in the Southwest. So it's, it's, a uh, it's going to be fun and it's going to be December. So it'll be like summer for me.
1: Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's going to be wind, but that's okay. It's not too bad. It's yeah, like 50 degrees. So it's, it's really easy to rock hound out there.
0: Yeah. So so did you get more than into rock hounding like as you were older or was it something that yeah. like when you were a kid? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, be, it became a passion about, I would say four years ago, I'd say I, um, the, the miner Matt has a, a friend that he is very passionate about rock hounding and he has taught me so many things and his passion is just geology. And he actually has a, a couple of claims um, that he's allowed me to work on and, and kind of get the knowledge together and, and learn how to learn how to properly dig out these minerals. So.
0: Nice, nice. So what, what minerals are, are those then?
1: So, um, he actually, I have a specimen here, <laughs> Ooh. he actually has a travertine claim. And, uh, this actually, we were able to, um, use the acid bathing technique to melt. It kind of melts the calcite in it. and Yeah, it I, I think wet. I saw <laughs>
0: you, you did a, a um, TikTok video about that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So we use some muriatic acid um, with a little bit of water and just uh, throw those specimens in and it kind of melts it all together, makes it look really pretty. And it, it looks like it's been splashed with water. It's, it's a really good quick technique to uh, make the minerals look really A plus right away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those, I'm always surprised, even like Lake Superior, it's like people who use like an iron out bath and just, it's just so crazy. Like if any, like, that's the one thing like I've seen a lot of people try to be like, how can I make my minerals look better? And um like being able to learn how to use some of these cleaning techniques will help like them like tenfold, just mm-hmm. how beautiful they are.
1: The little high pressure water gun That that's a great, great tool to get started with. If you're just looking to clean some, you know, crystals up, things like that, you don't have to go out and spend two grand on a cab machine to get started and start making your minerals look great. Like you, you don't like everybody thinks like they see that stuff and they're like, Oh, well, I really want to go full (laughs) tilt and I want the Fordham and I want all of it, but you don't have to have all that. You can do it pretty reasonably.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think you're talking about, I think they call them spot cleaner guns because they're meant for like garment cleaning or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You can yeah, get them
1: got, on, like, Amazon real cheap.
0: Yeah, I bought one of those. And the other thing that's helped me a lot too um, if you do a lot of um, like tumbling rocks and things, I found that like sometimes it can be hard to get, make sure all the grit is off. And mm-hmm. I bought an ultrasonic cleaner. And it's helped me a lot. Um, the one thing you do have to worry about, I know some people have said that, like, if you've got a crystal that's got, like, a fracture in it because it's using sound waves to vibrate, you could possibly make it worse or, you know, crack it. But I, I haven't had any issues with that. I also haven't tried it on anything like that. Um, but it is really nice. Like, if you get little crevices and something soft, like calcite, you could you could use that. So, um, so yeah. So, speaking of uh, some of the different minerals, so you sent some photos um, let me pull those up here. So, um, I guess, like, tell me about what, where were these two photos taken?
1: So, um, that was in central Nevada, the one on the left. And then the one on the right is that uh, his friend's claim that he was – he actually has a turquoise claim. And uh, he allowed me to pick on it. And I had this – I just – found this piece of turquoise and I, I told Matt that I, I really wanted to learn to make earrings. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't want to buy any earrings. I want to make them myself. And so that was kind of that right picture was like my, you know, that was my quintessential. Like that was my first, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, this is the rock that I'm going to do it with. So it was really exciting
0: awesome and then these are i guess is is the what's what's on the left is that like chris cola or azurite
1: it's Cola with a little jersey quartz and a garnet actually which is also central nevada um and on the right is also central nevada that's in like a book that shaped like a heart
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i saw that and i was like oh that's really pretty
1: it is so freaking cool and then uh on the left here we have pigeon blood which is my new obsession it is so easy uh unfortunately with the pigeon blood you've got uh, the conchoidal fracturing that's that weird wavy uh uneven fracturing so you can't just set it to the wheel um oh fascinated with turquoise my whole life too <laughs> <laughs> I love it um but yeah so the the pigeon blood if you don't get bigger pieces it, it makes it really difficult to cab but it does take a good tumble um to the right and this is one of my this is something that I'm truly passionate about sharing with people walk county roads like walk the dirt road <laughs> walk them do yeah. it <laughs> like And the reason that I say do it, because, um, you know, the the mine, the area that people used to get Tiffany Stone from is shut down. Like, you cannot get it. Um, But I happen to be walking down just a random middle of the, uh, like, everybody's out there, dirt road, and it was in the middle of the dirt road. Oh, really? I was having a really bad day too. And I picked it up and I threw it in my bag and I was like, I'm not collecting any rocks today. Like this is it. I threw that one in my bag and I just, um, I asked Matt to cut it for me when I got home and he's like, you're never going to believe this. I was like, what is it? So yeah, it was one of those rocks where like, wow, like it was just in the middle of the road, you know, like people were driving past it. People were driving past me and I'm like, just walking down the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, those yeah, I always, you know, tell people if they want to look for like lake superior, it's, I always say, you know, gravel roads are really great. Mm-hmm. Um even even like just going down trails, um, you know, I've I've found agates and different things that, you know, someone's footstep will be right next to it. And it's somebody either wasn't paying attention to know what they're looking for and, you know, you 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 never know even if someone's been there before, you can still find uh some great things.
1: Yeah. So the one on the left, I've been quite blessed. Uh, One of the mines uh, that we had um, made friends with uh, the owner, they allowed us. A lot of my videos actually took place in that mine. So if you see me in a mine digging on um, the aragonite or uh, the gypsum horns, uh, that, that specimen there to the left, that Utah, came from that mine. That's malachite. Um, but they, they had recently done some road work and ripped up the road. And I was like, I'm going, I want to see all the stuff. And so I was able to pull out some really good pieces that took a really good polish and, uh, to the right, we've got some more, uh, some more pigeon blood. I make the earrings. That's my obsession.
0: Yeah, those are great. And then I think this was the last one. Is that uh, yeah, Sunday Rose or?
1: No, that's a gypsum horn, actually. That's oh, a okay. mine that we were invited into um, and they, they allowed us to uh, rock hound in there. And it's actually, they call it the Crystal Cave. And it was, it's a, it's a cave inside of a mine if that makes sense. So okay. uh, they have mined all the way to a natural cave. And so that natural cave uh, was made of aragonite. And it was really, really cool because um, the miners that had originally mined that area um, used their carbide lamps to uh, write on the walls. And uh, it's just, it's such a cool, cool thing. Yes, it looks like the ram's horn, yeah.
0: Yeah, so speaking of uh, the car by lamps, I think you actually sent a video um, that mentions that. Let's uh, let's watch that video right now. FD artists
1: back then, but they hadn't invented spray paint yet. So the miners would use their lamp right on the ribs. That's what they call the walls and mine like ribs. That. See how it writes on that box? Yeah. So they would paint pictures and write their name and
0: the date. Yeah, that's really cool. So who, who was that in the video then that was describing that?
1: So um, that is Lyle, and he actually works in the um, museum there in Eureka, Utah. I actually okay. became very good friends with him. Um, I began working in that, that same museum um, and part of uh, the Tintic Historical Society, and uh, I, I got the pleasure of, like, really um, – just learning so much from him he he had worked in a mine as well and uh, he had a lot of great knowledge of the area and uh, the stories that he just tells are incredible and um, I just feel so grateful to have met him and and learned so much and and just the way he he tells them is is like nothing else so. <laughs>
0: So what have you? So I have you mostly looked at like abandoned mines then in the southwest. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wh- I I know like with the arid like climate they can last for like a long period. So I guess like what are like some of the like really interesting or unique things that you have found while searching like abandoned mines?
1: We have seen some really cool stuff, um, specifically in um, well in you're in that mammoth area they have some really really cool the largest steel head frame uh this side of the mississippi is up there um and so that's that's actually it's uh private land now so it's not uh i don't know the owners anymore but uh that's one of the coolest things i've ever seen in all of the places that i've explored um but yeah I've, I've come across some some really cool minerals inside of these mines but i do like to tell the cautionary tale of exploring abandoned mines uh we have not just a four gas meter but we have a geiger counter that we take in these places um, okay and, uh, a lot of these old mines can hold radon and so you have to be really careful uh when you get in there it might the, the gas meter might not be going off, but the Geiger, Geiger counter is definitely sending it to the ceiling. So uh, you got to know when you, you need to turn around. And there's been a couple of times that we've been in there and I, I saw some some high readings that I wasn't really interested in sticking around to see. So we turned to burn. But yeah, that's, that's one of the things that we're really, really, uh, we find very important in what we do.
0: Yeah. So I guess besides like monitoring, you know, like, like being safe and monitoring the environment, like if someone wanted to, I guess, like even like find, like how would they find like these abandoned mines or like, like what advice would you give to someone that's like, this is awesome. I want to try to, you know, go out and search these.
1: So a lot of them are getting shut down, honestly. Um, They are getting barred off. uh, But uh, I generally just reading topographical maps and, uh, trying it out, hiking it out, go up there, look at it, see if it's OK. Um, I have the benefit of <laughs> living with an underground miner. He he calls it. If, it's, if he's not interested in doing it, uh, we turn around and leave. If he... So I, I'm very lucky like that. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have that same knowledge. Um, also, in the same respect with uh, the mine that we had visited frequently in Mammoth, uh, same Same deal. They all worked in the mine. They knew, uh, the ground, they knew what was, uh, safe, what wasn't safe. They, you know, they, they helped us understand what we needed to look for and and how to be safe there.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through some of the questions. Um, yeah. If anyone's got any questions, please leave them in the chat. Um, yeah yeah as as, uh as as vicky mentioned um we're talking about the spot cleaning gun um they're great just be careful you don't put your finger too close to the stream that does come out (laughs) very hard and fast um and that can hurt um yeah and stacy mentioned too that um she cleans her agates in mississippi with citric acid and iron out so yes those are those are very cool um very nice things to, to use for, for cleaning, um, certain rocks. Even
1: vinegar, like you can even use, yes. like if you're scared of chemicals, you're not ready to go with the, um, what do you call it? Like the muriatic acid, like, cause that can be very daunting. Like you can have, um, some problems with it. Just start with vinegar.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, because now that I have a house, I've been starting to make like rock cleaning, like stations and areas and things. And the one thing that I was like, I can finally buy and feel like I can use safely are like some of the big acids, uh, sulfamic acid, muriatic acid. And I will say I did buy from like, it was like a contractor warehouse thing, but I got a half face respirator as well. Since (laughs) if I do ever decide to do anything indoors with that, um, the fumes can be really bad. Um, I do work with a lot of, dangerous fumes for my work with environmental things. So I do actually have like a full face if I want to be like super <laughs> safe with it. But yeah, always make sure if you're using acids, well-ventilated areas. The one thing to remember from chemistry class is to always add acid because if you add water to an acid, it can splash. Um, I know I've seen like in your videos, you'll even like yeah. you'll mention too about like splashing, like like that's one of the very, you know, important things to remember is all that. Um, we do have a-
1: to double t- double up the container in case it becomes like Mont- Vesuvius, like you want to make sure that it's covered and you know you don't you don't spill that into your your house or your backyard or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, and also um, just be careful too, because sometimes you never know how something's going to react to an acid. I actually had a very interesting. Um, experience I was actually cleaning I had some Thunder Bay amethyst which has like the hematite inclusions in it but it can also get a lot of like iron coating on the outside and I was cleaning them in iron out and I was trying to mix I had powdered iron out and I was trying to mix it and I had used a Pyrex measuring cup and I don't know what is in a Pyrex measuring cup but whatever it is did not like the iron out and it actually shattered in my hand as I was like stirring the solution with it so, and it's, uh, I had no idea. I just figured it was glass, but it's, they must have some chemical in it that reacted with the, with the iron out. So well, that's yeah. A good so, check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So always be careful with that. So, and then too, like with minerals, if you're ever not sure how it's going to react with the acid, I always take one that you might not care about tested on that. Um, those are always good. We do have, um, I want to shout out to the mineral monsters. Uh, they were wondering if you ever do any like guided trips.
1: You know, uh, I have not, I have not thought about that. I kind of, <laughs> I, don't know. I hate saying this, but it's more like a, I have a spur of the moment, we're doing it, let's get on the road, let's get out of here, let's go camping, let's go find it. Like, it always kind of just happens that way, but um, I'm not opposed to it. I, I mean, it might be fun to, to kind of get a group together and hang out and go find some good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do know, I believe the Mineral Monsters are in Arizona. So. They are
1: in Arizona, South Arizona.
0: Yeah, maybe there's a collaboration coming up there. Maybe um,
1: we need to collab, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. I
0: love it. Um, And then we we did have Vicki mentioned on uh, talking about Iron Out. She says to use distilled water. Um, she said she's had yeah. some chemical reactions. Um, I do know if you are using Iron Out make sure it is dissolved all of the way i have seen people pull agates and different things out that will have a black coating on them because they don't have the iron out dissolved all the way so um yeah these are great tips um coming through too i like that yeah so so yeah and i did see um you had a video where you mentioned um someone i guess had said something about um like i don't know if they like had accused you of like Doing the TikTok stuff like as your job or something, but you mentioned like you and your partner like your full time working, like this is what you like to do, <laughs> like on, on, like your, you know, your, your free time or whatever. So, like, I was, it kind of got me thinking too, like, so is it like almost every weekend then that you are out doing yeah. your adventures?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we don't have kids <laughs> and <laughs> our dog just, um, unfortunately passed away, but, uh, yeah. We have a lot of free time on the weekends, so um, when he's off, we hit the road and we, we like to go find it, whether it's locally or um, whether it's something I've read a USGS report about, like, we'll, we'll hit the road. And I try to do it as often as I can. It's actually, and I, I love to tell people, like, I used to do this as hiking for mental health. Like, I needed oh, to get okay. out to just walk and walk and walk, walk off the negative energy, just walk. And and now it's turned into a productive mental health kind of a, I need to get outside, I need to feel the sunshine on my face, uh, especially when we were in Utah. Like it was really hard, like the winter was like being from L.A., I never experienced a uh, real winter before. <laughs>
0: Oh, (laughs) there was snow
1: on the ground. And I was like, so what are we gonna like, is this gonna melt quick? Or like, what are we doing? And it was like, you know, no sun, snow everywhere. So it was like really rough on me. Um, And I kind of had to, to learn to deal with that. And that's where I picked up a lot more of my cleaning and you know, polishing and doing those kinds of things. But uh yeah, getting out every weekend is, is good for my mental health. And that's, that's what we do. We love the sunshine. We love, you know, driving through the desert. We even like to look for wildlife sometimes just looking around for snakes or whatever's out there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the one thing I always like, it always takes me away. Like sometimes, like I was just in Montana about a month ago in the, the Badlands of Terry and just like, You run across deer and coyotes and, like, all sorts of just, like, cool things that, like, you usually don't see. So do you have, like, some favorite, like, areas then that you, like, go to, like, all the time? Or are you very much a, like, we've we've been there and, like, we need to go, like, somewhere new?
1: Turn and burn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are places. I call it a recon mission. So recon is where you go once. You check it out. You get a little sample, you see if it can do something, you can do something with it, you know, cab it, whether it's a specimen or, uh, you know, anything. And then when you come back, uh, then you really do your collecting. But I I believe in recon so much because you can get out there and like, everyone's talked about it. Everyone's told you, this is where you got to get the agates. This is where you got to go. And then you get out there and you're like, I found nothing. I saw nothing. I found absolutely nothing, and that has happened to me. I have been a victim of that, and I decided that I will go out, I will read the USGS reports, I will go out, I will look, I will wander around and find the places, pop the coordinates in, look for the stuff, and then come back, drag <laughs> drag the miner with me, and we go find yeah. the real we do that we do the real mission <laughs> so, um i70 man like utah straight through the middle you know moab uh yellow cat pet oh yeah like the poison strip
0: yeah they that are, sounds
1: really cool stuff uh yeah that's I was is where the pigeon blood is too all that pigeon oh floy uh, and that's uh about that's uh about a half hour out of Green River, uh, which is off of I-70, um, south of I-70.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was, I've was I've been in Utah quite a bit, but it's been, like, so many years. Like, I did actually, as part of, like, my geology uh, field camp, we actually went to uh, Dinosaur National Monument and Arches and a whole bunch of stuff. And um, it's one of those places where I'm like, I really need to go. Um, yeah. I think, actually... Um, I don't know I talked about the Minnesota Mineral Club. Um, someone's actually talking about doing a trip to Utah next year. So i am hoping that might happen. I can go because I know, like, some people have talked about, like, Dugway geodes and, like, a whole bunch of stuff. And, I mean, just the whole Southwest in general. It's like you can just almost go down any random road and find stuff. It's crazy.
1: It, so. It I love that about Utah. Like you can literally just like show up and be like, I did zero research, but here we are. And you can find like good, good stuff.
0: Yeah. So I guess kind of on that same note. So you mentioned the USGS reports. Yeah. So I guess when you're like searching for that, like, like, what is it? Do you do you just like search like online, like USGS and then like an area or like, how, yeah. how do you do that?
1: I search the mountain range.
0: I okay. like, literally
1: Googled mountain range USGS report. And then I start combing through um, keywords. I use uh, the word abundant because there are a lot of reports that have um, small amounts of copper minerals and uh, just different like little tiny things that are not like worth our moments of travel but then there are amazing things and when it says abundant that's when we know it's worth the worth the jam
0: <laughs> right right yeah and i guess i guess like the one thing too like i've noticed like looking back at like some of those reports is like even if you find a report from like sometimes like the 30s or 40s or oh, like yeah. whatever like like the rocks haven't moved they're still there so even if you find something that's old that someone was talked about like they're still there so they're still um, there
1: and they're still available
0: yeah <laughs> and yeah they're
1: claimed up. and so that's the other side of doing that so you want to look up your coordinates and you want to look up your claims and you want to make sure that they're not currently claimed and so you can do that on uh the Oh, gosh. There, there's a, a website for through the BLM that has the claim data, and you would look up that, and it would give you the area. It's actually kind of cool because it has, like, hatching on there, um, and you can see the area that's been claimed, so.
0: Oh, okay. Great. So, we did have another question from the mineral monsters. Uh, they did ask, um, you seem really chill, but have you had any scares out in the mines?
1: I mean, it really depends on what kind of scares you're talking about. I mean, we did uh, go into uh, on the border of Nevada and Utah. There was uh, a mine where we had walked in and we were pretty far back there. And there was the Geiger counter kept climbing and climbing and climbing. And it was making me increasingly nervous. I don't know if it's just the beeping that the beeping (laughs) makes me (laughs) (laughs) me up a little bit more because it it, uh, the amount of beeps. Get closer together and louder on that machine, on that particular Geiger counter. Um, I did uh, get that from uh, the full modern alchemist. He's on TikTok, and he is obsessed with uh, minerals that um, that scream. <laughs> we say scream. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've. Uh, there's a Reddit group called Radioactive. I think it's is it Radioactive Minerals. I can't remember. Uh, but i' I've, i followed some of it and uh, I know they people joke and call them spicy rocks but spicy. it's I, I I have a few that they they I don't even know how much they really even register on a Geiger counter i just I did just buy one but I know most of my stuff is all safe especially behind glass but I've seen some of these people that they talk about these radioactive minerals that they have and they mention how they have to keep them in a metal box in a shed and i'm like you can't even you can't even look at them like they're that like Like, oh it's just crazy (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so have you have you found any like interesting wildlife then like i know like some people like i saw like i don't know if it was a tiktok or some video that someone was like going to go into like a cave or a mine or something and they saw like cougar footprints like have you ever seen like anything like crazy Mm -hmm. like that
1: I have seen some footprints, but I've never experienced any like live animals in there. I've, I mean, there's a ton in the Southwest, um, of these like pack rats and stuff like that. Um, you will run into your occasional snake. Um, my good friend was uh, going down a ladder, (laughs) um, out in Mojave and, uh, he was on the last rung and there was a rattler that was waking up. And so you want to be careful of if you're going to explore mines, that's one of those things that you've got to commit to and just say, you know what, these are the things that can happen. And, uh, that's, that snakes are one of them. Uh, but really I, I haven't seen anything that has scared the heck out of me so bad. I've like ran out of a mine. I've never, yeah, I've never ran out of a mine definitely not not done that
0: <laughs> okay yeah you're you're probably you're probably a little more brave than i am in some respects i i like to tell people a story um so i was working actually at an abandoned facility in minnesota this is before i actually had moved back to minnesota and it, as a little bit of background earlier in the week we had found a homeless person or unhoused person living in the woods and we had to get them to move and then i kept seeing them and then my other coworkers had gone away and I was there by myself. And I actually had to sample um, and do some work inside of the building, which was abandoned and half the lights didn't work. And so I'm in there by myself and I had seen this guy kind of walking around and I was like really nervous. And they had like this trash compactor up against a loading dock. And there was like a door that goes outside and I kept hearing a noise. And I was like, what the heck is that? And it's like across the room. And I was like, and I kept hearing it again and I was like, there's something moving around over there. And I like finally like grabbed some lights and like went over there and looked and there was a litter of kittens and they were playing. And I was like, I like nearly like fainted. Cause I'm like, someone's <laughs> trying to break into the door. I can hear all this noise. and It's these like kittens playing. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, like you never, like your brain starts playing tricks on you when you start hearing things in, in dark areas.
1: You know what's funny is the miner and when I first met him, he uh Matt was very, very adamant, he said to me, because I like when he's out uh working, I'm out and I'm looking for rocks, I'm hiking, I'm doing every canyon I can, I'm I'm looking for stuff, anything. And he's like, I need you to make a commitment to me. And I was like, what? And he's like, that you won't go in the mines alone anymore. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, this is really hard. So I was like, "I when it first when we first made the promise, I stood on the outside of the mines and I'd be like, looking at it and be like, well, I guess I'll have to check back later. <laughs> but it was like such a like disheartening thing. But I, I truly understand like um, why, you know, he was so obsessed with because it, I mean, it's not always gonna be a litter of kittens. We have a right. lot of mountain lions and bobcats, um, especially like in the Southwest. Um, and that is that is a situation that you could definitely run into. Uh, rattlesnakes are really not the only thing. <laughs> so the other thing is, is that some of these mines have um, water and and oh. the water uh, with the bad um, air combined can uh, create bad gas. And so, and you wouldn't know it. And there have been stories of people who have dropped over, um, and deceased because of, um, coming into contact with water, still water in mines. So,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the, yeah. So lots of, uh, dangers. Um, so have you like gone into mines then? And like, I guess like, for like the minerals like do you always like know then like what minerals like they were mining and what to expect or do you like you do you sometimes i guess like find stuff that you're not expecting
1: yes yes of course yeah we do Um, we do find some, some cool things that we're not expecting, but generally speaking, it's like, you know, a lot of these mines out here are hard rock mines. So copper, silver, gold, those kinds of mines. We try to stay out of anything that's radioactive. So like beryllium, there's a couple out in, um, the West desert of Utah that are, um, beryllium, uranium, those kinds of things. And I, no way. (laughs) <laughs> not a chance yeah. so even it even if it looks really cool <laughs> so.
0: so are there um like i guess like i for when i like go near mines like i've never like seen like edits or anything of like spaces i can usually go into but i've usually looked through like the mine tailings do you do a lot then to like go through the mine tailings first or like how, how do you approach that
1: yeah yeah we'll look at the mine tailings every now and again Um, generally speaking, that's, that's kind of a good spot to start, especially if you're concerned about going into a mine. I like going into mines because it's a a sense of thrill and enjoyment. I, uh, like when I see a ladder, it just, (laughs) it sends me to the moon. I'm like, a ladder, how many more are there? But it's, you know, we'll start with tailings, generally speaking. And, and we found some really cool stuff uh, especially up there in mammoth like i I was combing the tailings all the time i I found Smithsonite which is Smithsonite is uh kind of akin to calcite it's got that uh, green kind of a tinge to it and it 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 does uh, glow under the UV light
0: yeah yeah I've got some okay. I, I'm trying to remember where it's from it is from I don't know if it's from the US or Mexico but it's from somewhere down south and yeah, you can get some really amazing um, UV fluorescence from it. Mm-hmm. So um, so you did send uh, one other video um, of, of, of one of your finds. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is. So let's uh, take a look.
1: That might be the Tiffany... St- yeah, that's the Tiffany stone.
0: Oh, it is. So this but was I the found- one that...
1: That was the one I found in the road. That's why I was telling people, like, you just got to go out there and walk roads, man. Like especially if they're using the grater on it, you know, after they've scraped it, it's the best way to, to find that stuff. That's just water. I I haven't polished it yet. I'm too scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too scared to touch it because it's, it's such a cool specimen, but yeah. So we, uh, I I haven't done anything, but yeah, just the water.
0: There. So, so was that like a like a county road, or was this like a road to a mine yeah. that you were? You no, know, it was down? like a
1: county road. Like people drive their side by sides, their jeeps, all that stuff up there. It's like literally, it's a paved road that ends, and then it just becomes a a dirt road into just you know out in the west desert. And that's what I was doing, just <laughs> walking around looking for anything.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, we found towpaths out there, right in the middle of the road, too.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, You you know, it's kind of crazy, too. Um, I just saw uh, we had a Zeke Holder who has the Cherokee Ruby mine in North Carolina. Um, And he mentions like he mentioned on the show, you know, you know, people will find rubies in the parking lot. And he just posted someone found it was like an 11.8 carat ruby in the parking lot yeah and that it's is like,
1: awesome oh my gosh that would be amazing that's such yeah. a find
0: yeah that's yeah and cool. it's just like oh my gosh like you know like some of these you know like even like going to any of these other like you know pay to to dig kind of places and mm-hmm. people always just bypass the parking lots or whatever or like I, I know too like i was going in montana i was going to look for bear canyon nuggets. And everyone's like, we're going to go, we're going to go up the canyon and we're going to look and we get out of the cars and we're kind of getting grouped together and we start walking and we walked, I don't know, 20 feet from the parking lot. And I looked down and I was like, oh, and I found one. Like, you just never know. Like, it's always be looking, always like, just keep your eyes down. Like, yeah, you never know what you're going to find.
1: And you know what? I always tell people after it rains is the best time to go. After it rains, because there is a place called Sunstone Knoll, and that's out um, just south of Delta, Utah. And it is a great little spot, especially if you have kids. Like, it's right off the highway. You don't even need, like, four-wheel drive or anything. Like, you could literally drive your Honda Civic up to this spot and just get handfuls of this sunstone. Now, they're not, like, the Oregon sunstones that are, like, ooh, ah, like, everybody wants. Like, I'm dying to go to Oregon to get— Oregon Sunstones because they're like incredible oh my gosh yeah. but they are like a really cool um little specimen to have like I, I just like to it's one of those another one of those mental health trips where you just go out there and you just like you just walk around and like pick up the you know your your little stones and it's just so easy to do so it's one of those spots
0: yeah, so I guess kind of with, like, the collecting then, so you, like, we saw photos, like, you you make, like, some jewelry and things. Like, I guess, do you have, like, huge display cases then of, like, all of your minerals? Or, like, what do, what do you do after you collect them? Do you have, like, rock gardens?
1: I do. I've been creating the rock gardens, actually, a lot. Um, now in our, in our new property, we have uh, copious amounts of space uh, where I'm trying to create. I want to do a labyrinth, which is, like, the ones where you, you can walk and, uh, I, I'm kind of dying to do the maze, um, in my own backyard. And so I want to use all my rocks that I found and make, make my own maze. Uh, so I can walk for my mental health, but, um, yeah. I, I love making jewelry, but you know what my passion is, is to give it to people. I really, really love just giving it away to my friends. Cause my friends are always like, Oh, I love that so much. And so I really enjoy like, uh, you know, just blessing somebody with a pair of earrings or a pendant that they liked or something like that. And, and it, it's good practice for me. And it's, you know, after work, I, I'm a online teacher, so I work from my house. And so after I'm done and I, you know, turn off my laptop, I'll head out to my garage and put on my headphones and just, uh, polish some stones for a while. And I make the earrings and the pendants and I'll make little polished specimen pieces.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm hoping now that I finally have a house, I can start eventually get a saw and you know, just start making jewelry. I, I did do uh like a lapidary class. It was it was more for like lake superior, I guess, and I was like able to polish and make some jewelry and stuff. And it's it's something too that like I just also can see the like calming aspect of it of just being able to sit like behind a wheel or a saw and just like work on it and then too like just also being able to see like something that might look ugly and then you picked it up and saw the potential and then all of a sudden you know like like the tiffany stone where it's like oh wow like it's so different
1: it was blah on the outside but i saw the dendrites so you see and and as you grow in this hobby of rock hounding you you start to pick up on little things like dendrites and you know fluorite and agates and you kind of you kind of start to lock on to that and whenever you're out whether it's like a plus high grade like amazing stuff or you know it's low end like you kind of get that that knowledge base and when you pick up a rock you you see the potential and, you know, you know, recently we were out um, on the California, Nevada border and I found some dendritic opal. And, uh, I always am looking for something that has dendrites that will polish because a lot of those dendrites just fly right off. Like, you know, you, you put it on the grinder and it's those little fern like leaves are gone. And it's just so disheartening. But they, this took a great polish and and I just really love that. And so I was able to to find some of that and, and do that recently as well.
0: Have have you gone up to Montana and then gotten any of the Montana agates Because they've got some amazing dendrites.
1: I have not. I have um, my very good friends. They they actually had gotten some and they brought some back to me. I'm so blessed to have them in my life. But yeah, they're our very best rock hounding friends. We always go out and camp and do all the stuff. And they were heading up to Montana. I was like. You're gonna get those agates. <laughs> we got to do a trip up there. I'm dying to do it. I also want to get up there and and uh, you know go to that sapphire mine. I see people doing that fee dig up there, and that's just incredible too.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just had um, I know people from our mineral club. They just went there. Was uh, sapphires, and I believe there were also uh, garnets. There's some garnets that you can do up there. Um, but yeah, is so amazing because I I've done a couple times. I've gone up into um, the mountains, just like trying to find stuff and look at old mine tailings and different things, and there's so much, you know, mining history in Montana. Oh, it's,
1: Butte is incredible. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Butte. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Butte. Well, yeah, Butte. has got its own, you know, different uh, story too. Yeah, because you know, being going from like the richest hill on earth to probably one of the most polluted, you know, <laughs> yeah. holes on earth. But
1: Berkeley. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so i'm just trying to catch up here um hi Suze. um looking at some of the comments here let's see vicky says um just thinking about this weekend i once was told good luck is experience meeting opportunities how it has taken experience to maximize opportunities yes yeah i will say too like you know some people think like certain rock hounds are really lucky because they find like some really amazing things and just putting in that experience and having the opportunities and getting out there like that's how you get luck like you you make your own luck i guess
1: that and it takes time like i didn't get like this overnight this was not something that just all of a sudden i was like i got all the best rocks like it wasn't like that you know i found a lot of like just kind of whatever courts, Cal Sydney, just like I actually just found my little bucket of things that I'd picked up uh, when I first started doing this, and I was like, "This is so blah." But Matt was like, "You really have to keep that because that that shows you like the development of like where you were and like where you are now, and like <laughs> you know that's an important feature in this hobby." And I can't stress it enough to new like beginning rock hounds that you're not going to find it all right away and and it's not as easy as it may look but you know it just takes time
0: yeah so i guess kind of with that too like is there any like mineral or place that you have that you're like i really want to go and collect this or see this
1: oh gosh where do i begin all of it all (laughs) of it i want all of it um you know, I, I, like I said, I really want to get up to uh, the sunstones. But annually, oh, yeah. we go like up them. to uh, Virgin Valley, um, and we uh, collect the opals and the opals are absolutely my favorite. That is my, um, my birthstone. Um, but the fire opals, I have been very, very lucky. Uh, we get the load. So we go to rainbow Ridge and we get the load and they throw it on the table and you spend, um, the whole day, uh, you have eight hours to dig through all of, uh, the load and, uh, you bring your buckets of water and you just start digging and and you go through the tailings and you you look through and i found black opal i was actually really really wow. and my and mine i was actually i found a ghost a black opal with the ghost in it so i i was like no way like it was one yeah. of those like i'm like jumping around like yelling i got that thing <laughs> so that's one of my favorite just things to do it's a great campground um that's the pop there's ponds up there
0: um yeah and- yeah I, I did do a trip up uh because we went to the um royal peacock okay. and oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. yeah i got really lucky and i found it's got the ghost or phantom it doesn't have any fire in it but yeah those are amazing yeah and if anyone is interested to in uh hearing more about the virgin valley we did actually interview Um, The owner of the uh, Royal Peacock a couple episodes ago. So make sure you go back and listen to that. But yeah, opals. Yeah, I I know too, there's, um, I guess, uh, is it Spencer, Idaho has opals. And then I believe in Oregon too, they've got like orange uh, opals as well. So yeah. yeah, There's a lot
1: of opal spots in that northern kind of western part in the U.S., and it's great because you know Australia has their Boulder Opal, but we have Fire Opal, which is a little different. <laughs> so that's that's one of my spots that I just really love going. But yeah, I, there's just so many places. It's it fills my brain every day, and I just I make my lists and I I try to seek out uh, what I want to do next. I, I'm I'm really wanting to go back up to Tonopah. Um, I, I kind of also want to do one of those turquoise feed digs up there, oh. uh, with the Audison
0: clan. Yeah. Yeah. The- I, I saw that when I was trying to look at possible things to do from Las Vegas. Um, and I, I thought about it, but I think cause it's like a three hour drive from Vegas or something. And I was yeah. like, it's, it's a little bit far to, you know, do that for a day. Cause then you're talking six hours of driving. So I, I figure I'll put it on my list for, uh next time i'm i'm going through nevada
1: put on your list garnet hill garnet hill okay. is so great like i have found some incredible just large garnets out there especially after all of the winters that we've had recently um there's some great specimens coming out of there and just so easy to look forward to. You get into those gullies and you just kind of dive down in there and you just start walking the gullies and they're, they're just everywhere. And it's also a beautiful place to camp right out of Ruth, Nevada, which the big town would be Ely, Ely, oh, Nevada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about, it's about, uh, I would say like maybe four hours out of Salt Lake if you were to go straight across or it's okay. about. Five hours north out of uh, Las Vegas.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds great. I'm like already like, okay, so next summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's a spot that you definitely want to get to in the summer. It's high altitude, so it's easier to camp up there. And and there's a lot of great uh, mining history in Ely as well. They have the railroad up there. You could take the little trip around um, that that area as well on the on the train.
0: Nice. And so, and I believe, you know, speaking about history and and everything you had mentioned that you worked or are working with a museum. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with uh, the Tintic um, mining museum there in Eureka, Utah. Um, It's a, it consists of two buildings. So the uh, one building was the train depot um, that they moved there in the seventies. And then the other was the original, um, county, it was like a sheriff's office and fire station. Um, and that uh, I was kind of working to make it a mining museum and a separate Eureka Museum uh, separated. Uh, they were all kind of combined. But uh, yeah, I did work with the Tintic Historical Society uh, for quite some time. And I learned a lot from them. They're amazing people, just so dedicated and awesome.
0: So if people are trying to find out more about, like, mining history, I guess, like, in general or their area, like, are there any, like, resources that you would recommend? So,
1: yeah, Utah actually had, like, one, Utah was so different than any of the other states that I had been to. Utah really enjoys preserving their own history, which is incredible. So there is literally a a museum in almost every town uh, in in Utah, and uh, I am one of those people that will uh, run to each museum because I just enjoy the history. Um, but I really don't have much. I just kind of Google it and see if there's. I'll I'll do the town and I'll put mining museum or mining and see what comes up. And and generally speaking, across the Southwest, you will find. Um, quite a bit of it. Tonopah is one of the huge, huge mining areas in central Nevada. Um, also, uh, if you're out of Reno, Nevada, they have um, not just, it's not just uh, mining, but it is also their incredible mineral displays, the McKay School of Mines, um, and that is out of uh, UNR. So, and they they uh, just, cool stuff it's all mining but they also have a whole floor dedicated to just minerals so
0: oh wow yeah that's really cool yeah and I I will say too um your channel on TikTok has had a lot of like I guess just different people and just like a ton of information about like just different equipment and um I guess like kind of like just how mines work which has been like, really cool. Like, has there been any equipment that you've seen that has, like, just blown you away from, like, some abandoned mine?
1: You know, I, I have seen quite a bit of equipment. Um, a lot of it gets snagged by people and they take it or whatever so there there is a lot of that but i have seen a lot of equipment just because of going to these museums and and even people having it in their yards but my favorite is that 12 b mucker you know i i just i have like a weird obsession with it and it is so fun (laughs) um i actually so park city has um the mining days they have like a mining festival and uh because park city was actually built on mining and uh, not skiing like everybody thinks. (laughs) So their original uh, (laughs) boom was the silver boom. But uh, they had a demonstration of the 12B uh, there in um, Park City during their festival last year that I got to see, and it was super cool. Um, Matt, he he has run quite a few of these uh, pieces of equipment. So uh, when we come up on it, he'll he'll try to show me how it works. And um, even down here in Jerome, uh jerome arizona they have quite a bit of mining equipment out there that's that's pretty cool so if people want to see that that's a great spot to stop too jerome's a fun little town as well
0: Oh, okay yeah i haven't found you know any like crazy big like abandoned you know equipment or you know or cars or like anything cool like that but I always think, like, it's just really interesting, like, I did, uh, back in May, we were at some of the old copper tailings in, uh, the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, and, like, going through and knowing that, like, okay, they stopped operation before the 1900s, and finding, like, steel nails, and, like, I found, like, a shovel head, and, like, stuff like that, and just thinking, like, someone was using this, like, over a hundred years ago, (laughs) and then now I, like, find it, like, Yeah, just like that, I guess the connection to the history is just crazy. It
1: is. And it's hard to, like, I always try to stand there and, like, picture it. Because, like, in Death Valley, I've um, hiked to different mines. And the aerial tramway system um, is still there. I actually found one out in... On the border of uh, Arizona, Nevada, and California, I found an aerial tramway system as well, and uh, that always fascinates me because it, it makes it reminds me of like a ride, like Magic Mountain, you know, like you you get on and then you get off, <laughs> and it's like you can see for miles, and and the fact that these people did that without a modern car or a truck. Or any of the equipment that you see now, like, you know, you go to Bingham Canyon and they've got these giant haul trucks just hauling, you know, tons of ore out of there. And the fact that these guys were doing that in the 1900s and, and still making it happen, it's just, it it's incredible. So...
0: Yeah, well, we are coming up at the uh, end of an hour. Thank you again for your time. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm sad Amber couldn't be here. So hopefully she will be feeling better soon. So you are, um, I think, are you only on TikTok or are you on? Yeah, for places? the primary,
1: I I do have a YouTube as well. I'm the Miner's Girl Minerals on um, Instagram. Um, those are primarily the the only three that I do. I've been trying to update YouTube a little more, um, but TikTok seems to be the, the the sweet place where I've made the connections with all the raw counters, and I I just love I just love the community there. Like everybody's like, oh, that's rad! I gotta go. Like, and it, it's so fun to like. See what other people are getting, and I'm like, that's just it's, and the algorithm just mixes you in with everybody that's like looking for, for good stuff. So it's it's a, it's a fun place to be for me, um, and so that's why I put so much energy into it because I, I've I've gotten a lot of energy back out of it. So,
0: awesome, yeah. So if you are interested in looking at some really cool rock hunting videos, abandoned mines, all that stuff, make sure to follow, uh, the miners girl on tiktok Um, and then looking ahead for us we actually are doing our season finale in two weeks october 4th on wednesday uh, nine o'clock eastern time we are going to have dykenite so speaking of tiktok she is also on tiktok she is known for doing what she calls gay geology so you can probably guess by her uh username that um she is on the queer side of science and so We'll talk about um, a whole bunch of geology stuff since she is also a geologist and does a whole bunch of research. I know, Carolyn, you mentioned volcanoes. She does a lot of research on volcanoes. So um, she's got some really cool photos of like volcanic eruptions in Iceland and things that we are going to talk about. So uh, don't miss that. Um, Again, that's going to be our season finale. And then we're going to be off for at least a couple, probably a few months. So tune in next Wednesday, October 4th. And then thank you again to Carolyn, also known as the Miner's Girl, for uh, stopping by.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. And I love the counting community because it's just such a welcoming place. And everyone just, they want to help you. And that's, in turn, what, what I want to do, too.
0: Yes, wonderful. I couldn't have said it any better. So thank you, everyone. And um, I will see you all later. Bye.